The primary purpose of the ADRC is to provide customers with unbiased information about services that will meet their needs. This includes sharing information with customers about all agencies that provide needed services. The ADRC does not endorse or recommend any specific agency or service provider, including those that have chosen to sponsor or participate in an interview for this podcast. Welcome to the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. I'm Tom from Volume 1, which presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, with support from our sponsors, Grace Home Respiratory and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Here's your host, Lisa Wells. So I'm Lisa Wells, Dementia Care Specialist with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and you're listening to a podcast on Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. The goal of the podcast is to provide education about aging well, brain health, and staying active and healthy in the community. So thank you for joining us. Today we are discussing purposeful living. Older age is often associated with wisdom and experience, and many people are happier as they grow older due to a more developed emotional intelligence and increased depth and a resulting balanced inner life. However, there are things that tend to decrease as we age, you know, the sense of meaning and purpose. And studies show that a sense of purpose promotes healthy behaviors and is associated with better physical and mental health outcomes. But when our purpose is no longer defined by the roles we used to play, how do we find meaning in life after 60 or after retirement? And what can we do? Well, joining me today is Jean Jerovic, and she is a very energetic presenter and comes to us with 42 years of experience in the mental health field. She's retired from her private practice at the Callier Clinic as a marriage and family therapist in 2017. She was also a social worker at the Eau Claire County Department of Health Services for 14 years and served as a reserve police officer for the city of Eau Claire for seven years. In addition, she is very active in the community, serving on a variety of committees presenting throughout the state of Wisconsin. So thank you so much for joining me today, Jean. So I haven't quite reached 60 yet, but maybe you can help me a little bit. So how does life change after 60? Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I think the biggest thing that I discovered after 60, I, was, I had the privilege of retiring at 63. You can take a breath. You can take a pause. And otherwise, it's the rat race. Mm-hmm. You go to work. You're raising your family. Vacations have to get smushed in one to two weeks. And now there's like, wait a minute, there's no parameter here unless I set it for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the biggest thing, that we have that time to reflect. Mm -hmm. And I think we're all one book with many chapters. Mm -hmm. And to look at those chapters and say, okay, was that a good chapter? Was that a not so good chapter? And time to reflect. And I, I like to have people just sit down and take a breath and sit in a chair for 10, 15 minutes every day Mm -hmm. and just say, what am I grateful for? And what do I have now to look forward to? Mm -hmm. So as we get older, the other thing I always joke about is, hey, I have an income that I feel like I'm a teenager and I have an income and I don't have a curfew Mm -hmm. and I no longer have to worry about getting pregnant. (laughs) That's right. Yep. So there's some benefits, I guess. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned taking a deep breath and that's just something that... Oh, gosh. Just some, I feel like I don't even have time to do that, you know, still working and, you know, having a family and just so many different things. And then you said vacations. It's like nowadays 
you know, I get I take a vacation, but I need to I need to take a vacation from my vacation because I get back to work and I just so much more stress and just feeling oh, you know. So thinking about retirement and life after sixty is looking forward to it. It is awesome. It's probably for me, and I think a lot of people that I've talked with. It's one of the best decades ever mm-hmm. because it's time now you're saying goodbye to that vocation or that career, and it's your time. Mm-hmm. You've put in all your time. You've put in your dues, if you will, and now it becomes about you and how you want to spend it with family and friends. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that change of role can be really hard for people. Oh. So because that's, you know, I was always this person or I was always that mm-hmm. person. I was always doing this. And so some people do retirement really well and some people don't. And is there anything with resiliency or how to how do some people be more resilient than others, if that's well, safe to say? When first of all, I think we need to define resilience. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you look at that term, what does that mean? And I've often heard people say, Well, it's the ability to bounce back after an illness or a loss or a trauma mm-hmm. or an accident. And I have changed that definition to I believe it's bouncing forward because when something happens and there's a major change, we're different and mm-hmm. we've changed mm-hmm. and we don't bounce back. We need to bounce forward and recognize that now we're a different, we're in a different space in our head. We're in a different time. And so people that are resilient, and I'm just going to list some characteristics because I think they're really important to pay attention to what you're developing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the resilience characteristics have everything to do with connection. If we sit in isolation and have nobody to talk to, nobody to bounce our ideas and thoughts off of, nobody that says, you know what? You make a difference. Mm-hmm. That happens when we're connected. So the first and foremost in resilience is having connections, strong friendships. Whether you do that through your community or your church or your family, people that you trust, that you can talk with. And boy, that sure was hard during COVID. Oh, absolutely. You know, we lost a lot of that. Yeah, yeah we did. Mm-hmm. We did. And now that that's starting to come back, and you, I, I just see people hungry for conversation. Mm-hmm. They want to be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, the other characteristics for resilience um, include being optimistic. Um, for years, I taught a course in assertiveness training. People really don't know how to communicate, mm-hmm. especially their own needs. And then they get mad mm-hmm. because, well, that's not what I wanted to have happen. Well, you didn't, you weren't clear. And so now you're upset with me, but you were never forthright and tell me what you needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a biggie. Um, having a sense of humor. You know, this, I, I, as I said earlier today, I got up this morning. I, my husband said, I think I broke your scale. I said, what? He said, it doesn't work. I stepped on it, and I started at 150, and I stood on it. I was down to 49 pounds. I said, you fixed it. Thank you. Um, And I think it's important. Find ways throughout the day Mm -hmm. to smile or laugh and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So, so, so true. The other thing about resilience is people need to be flexible and be able to grasp uncertainty because we don't know. You know, what's next? Mm-hmm. Sometimes things happen that are really good. Sometimes things happen that are not so good. And that uncertainty, not being able, being able to say, I can do this. That's hard, though. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Change is really hard. Oh, absolutely. Right? But what we know about the brain is that we can change the ways we think. We can. Yep. We can do that. And that absolutely. wonderful word, neuroplasticity. Plasticity. Yes. I love it. Yes. 
So what are some ways to accept the challenge of aging with courage? And well, I think you've just mentioned a lot of it with some of the resilience and stuff. Um, but what other ideas might you might you have? Well, at the top of my list is staying physically active. Mm-hmm. You know, if mm-hmm. we sit down, you know, arthritis visits me, you know, Arthur and Itis, they're there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm done dating you. Get away from me. Mm-hmm. But that I don't have that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I need to stay up and walking. Um, I have a dog that forces me into a walk because he mm-hmm. stares at me. Mm-hmm. And so we go mm-hmm. do that. Um, so that's helpful. Swimming, biking, you know, things that you can do physically. Um, and there's a lot of things. Even if you're having difficulty walking, getting in a swimming pool mm-hmm. and doing some exercises in the pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know right now I have a lot of friends that are playing pickleball. Everybody's about pickleball. Yep. You bet. Mm-hmm. And what a fun sport. And mm-hmm. you can make that hard or you can make it easy. Mm-hmm. And along with the sport is the whole camaraderie. You know, people call each other up, hey, let's go play. And what are you going to do afterwards? Well, let's go get a burger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's staying active and staying connected. Mm-hmm. Um, remembering that you're not alone. That That's a biggie for, mm-hmm. I think, us older folks that, mm-hmm. well, I'm in this by myself. Right. And some people are losing their partners mm-hmm. after long marriages. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they become widowed, they become more and more isolated. Mm-hmm. And that's another important thing. Get out, get get with people. Mm-hmm. Um, people have said to me, well, so would you ever get married again? I'm like, no. <laughs> it took me 45 years to train <laughs> to this. To get dude. it right, right. Yeah. <laughs> would I want a, a fun partner to do stuff with? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And when I, I know is when I was in practice, I, people would say, well, you know, what do you think about remarriage? I'm like, eh, not a fan, mm-hmm. especially as we age. Um, a partner, a fun person to do stuff with? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because we need each other. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing about the, how you do it with courage, mindfulness has been the buzzword for a while. But what is mindfulness? You know, it's taking stock of where you are right now mm-hmm. and being aware of things and then taking some action and saying, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and really being in the moment. You know, I hear that so much, too, yeah. how important that is. Because yeah. if you really think about it, you know, the, the past, you know, I had a counselor tell me one time, my counselor said, you know, the past is depression, the future is anxiety. All we have is this moment yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- those two things you don't want to have a lot of time spent on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing, too, is, is challenge yourself. I decided I was going to learn how to play piano. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> how's it working? Not so good because I don't <laughs> practice so much. And, and yeah. my, my piano teacher said, well, if you don't practice, you can't play. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, gee, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. But the challenge is good for your brain. It so is. I'm going, yeah. I've made myself a promise. I'm going to go back to it this fall. Mm-hmm. When the snow starts to fly and I'm not out so much, mm-hmm. I thought there's a good time. Sit down and pay attention and mm-hmm. allow yourself some time you got to gotta do what you did to the kids way back when it's like a half an hour a day you got to yep. practice a half hour a day <laughs> that's your what you're going to have to do yeah mm-hmm. we'll get back to the podcast in a minute but first i want to tell you about one of our sponsors grace home respiratory we're excited to have their support for the podcast because just like us they're locally owned and operated if you or someone you care about needs medical equipment or supplies wheelchairs walkers hospital beds portable oxygen concentrators, even CPAPs and BiPAPs. Grace Home Respiratory is right there to help. 
They're committed to helping you live a life of independence. They realize that shopping for the specialty medical products you need can be a challenge, which is why being locally owned and operated is key. They do everything in-house from their location right in Altoona. So if you have a question about billing or anything else, you know you'll be talking to someone from just down the road. Find out more about Grace Home Respiratory online at ghr-ec.com, or you can call them toll-free at 877-230-1622. Now, back to the podcast. So what if you don't know, you know, we're talking about purposeful living, but what if, you know, what if you don't know what your purpose is? The the big questions, who am I Mm -hmm. now versus who was I? I had friends that said to me, when you retire, I'm not going to entertain you. I'm like, okay, because I knew I identified myself as a counselor. Mm -hmm. I identified myself as a mom. I didn't ever stop being a mom. Mm -hmm. Now I get to be a grandma, Mm -hmm. um, which is a wonderful privilege. Um, But having that idea of who am I and what am I here for? Um, Purposefulness says we have an intention in mind, and it's the reason we get out of bed. Mm -hmm. And... When I look at that, I think, how about creating a mission statement? I did that at a workshop about 30 years ago. And here's an example. My mission statement that I came up with was to live each day with enthusiasm to display a compassionate and cooperative spirit and to always treat others with respect. Mm -hmm. And I could check that during the day and say, are you being cooperative? Are you being compassionate? And are you being respectful? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, again, I think we live in a society right now that says, if you think it, say it. And it's like, no, words can cause harm. Right, right. And we need to be mindful of Mm -hmm. what we're saying Mm -hmm. and how we're saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are things that I... I like like that, a mission statement. That's a a really good idea because anybody can do that. Because I think about folks that, you know, maybe... Are um, are isolated because of disabilities or mobility issues. Who can't get out and do some of these things? Yep. You know, I remember my father-in-law. He was he was 90 years old when he passed, but he was he was pretty pretty active. But you know, as the years went on, it got a little more tougher. But he said every day, he said every morning, I get out of bed and I put my feet flat on the floor and I have to I have to wake up with purpose. Otherwise, why else? Why else would I get up? You know, he would get up every morning and he would shave and shower and he would do everything. And he always looked, he always looked so good. Even if he wasn't going anywhere, he still got ready and got dressed. And so I think it's important for people, you know, even if you can't get out or you can't do things to still, you know, I love the idea of creating a mission statement, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe because people might think, well, what, you know, what good am I? I'm, I'm 85 or I'm 90. I can't do anything anymore. And I think along with creating that mission statement is, is really think about what, what were your gifts? What mm-hmm. are your gifts? Mm-hmm. And what are you good at? Mm-hmm. You know, are you good at being with other people? You know, could you just spend some time volunteering at a school or volunteering at church because mm-hmm. you like to be with people? Mm-hmm. And that's a gift mm-hmm. to be able to sit next to somebody and just be present. Right. Listening. Um, oh, my gosh. Best gift ever. Do you, you know, think? Instead of yeah. talking so much. Yeah. Listening. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that to give back and to practice gratitude, what are you grateful for? You know, when I get up in the morning and I think, what am I grateful for? Do you allow yourself to pray or to meditate? Mm-hmm. Those are sometimes, I think, one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and give yourself that option and that time to spend time thinking what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What are my gifts? Mm-hmm. What am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. And then 
find people that want to explore the passions with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we kind of hang out with like-minded people. Yes. Yep. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. I heard one time too that. You know, if you don't know what your gifts are, let's say, you know, that maybe ask ask a friend, you know, yeah. what am I good at? Yeah. What do you see me doing, excelling at? You know, maybe asking a family member or a friend what your strengths are yeah. might be helpful, too. Well, and unfortunately, most of us are really good at identifying what we're not good at. Mm-hmm. You know, here's mm-hmm. my flaws. Really? Mm-hmm. You're going to introduce yourself to a new person and say, here are all the things yeah. I don't like about me. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people lined up at your door to be a friend. Mm-hmm. Not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how can you tell, you know, what's, what's important, what's not? I think understanding our motivations. Okay, we all have motivations. And let me run those by you. Mm-hmm. The first motivation is I need to know that people love me and that I belong. We all everybody have, needs everybody that. Everybody needs that. Mm-hmm. And to say, oh, I don't need that, that's not true. Um, the second one is to know that you make a difference. The third one, and I think this is really important, is to feel safe and secure and free from ridicule and humiliation. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be made fun of. Nobody wants to be bullied. Mm -hmm. And that's a motivation that we all need to be aware of, Mm -hmm. that especially if we're doing that. I mean, as a grandmother now, I'm really watching and and working with my grandkids and making sure that they aren't a bully Mm -hmm. and they aren't being bullied. I've taken issue with some of the bully programs that are anti-bully programs that are out there. And I think, no, teach kids to be assertive and confident Mm -hmm. and recognize that humiliation is not okay. Mm -hmm. And that hurts. Mm -hmm. I mean, the best example I could come up with was if you take a piece of paper and you crinkle it up and you put it into a ball, like you're going to throw it in the garbage can. And then you say, can you make that piece of paper the way it was before you crinkled it? It's like, no. Well, that's what happens after you've said something harmful or hurtful Mm -hmm. to another person. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be responsible for crinkling your paper and then trying to say, well, I'm sorry, and try Mm -hmm. to smooth it out Mm because it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think um, we think that that bullying and saying hurtful words is just maybe something that young kids and younger people do, but it really can, it kind of stays with you and it can transfer into even... Older ages and, you oh my know, gosh, yes. you know, you can yep. still be gossipy and not so nice as you get older too, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you, you catch yourself saying something about somebody and think, what if that was said about me? How would that feel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And the, the other thing about, uh, you know, how do you tell what's important is we need to have fun. Even little kids, middle kids, older kids, adults. Having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I re, I'm reminded of Robert Fulgham's poem, um, Everything I Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. Mm-hmm. May I just read that? Sure, I, sure. I think it's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Most of us, most of what I really need to know about how to live and what to do and how to be, I learned that in kindergarten. Wisdom was not at the top of the graduate school mountain, but there in the sandbox at nursery school. These are the things that I learned. Share everything. Play fair. Don't hit people. Put things back where you found them. Clean up your own mess. Say you're sorry when you hurt somebody. Wash your hands before you eat. Flush. 
Warm cookies and cold milk are good for you. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play every day some. This is my favorite. Take a nap every afternoon. When you go out into the world, watch for traffic, hold hands and stick together. And then remember the book about Dick and Jane and the first word that you learned, the biggest word of all, look. Everything you need to know is there somewhere. The golden rule and love and basic sanitation, ecology and politics, and sane living. Mm -hmm. Think of what a better world it would be if we all, the whole world, had cookies and milk about 3 o'clock every afternoon, and then we laid down with our blankets for a nap. Or if we had a basic policy in our nation to always put things back where we found them and clean up our own mess. And it's still true. No matter how old we are, when we get out into the world, it is best to hold hands and stick together. Mm, so good. Such a good reminder. And, you know, I, I know I've, I've read that, but it's been a long time. So that was, that was just a really good reminder. Thanks, Jean, for, for reading that. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and have a little bit more conversation with Jean on, on purposeful living. I want to take a moment to talk about one of our sponsors, All Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Mobility challenges don't have to mean leaving the home that you love. All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions specializes in residential and commercial elevators, stairlifts, scooters, and more. The All-Star team offers a free home assessment, and they can help you find the products you need to get around your home and the rest of the world safely and effectively. For example, they have more than 100 scooters in stock, so you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs. You'll find All-Star right here in the Chippewa Valley on Halley Road in Chippewa Falls, and they've got locations in Hudson and La Crosse, too. Learn more by calling All-Star at 715-598-7511 or by visiting allstarmobilityllc.com or allstarelevatorllc.com. Now, back to the podcast. Okay, we're back with Jean Jerovic, and we are talking about purposeful living. So, Jean, you know, how can a person expand their outlook as, as they age? Well, I heard a quote, and it started off with the three C's, and they are this. Choices, chances, changes. And the quote is, you must make the choice to take a chance if you want anything to change. Mm. And a lot of us get in that, we've always done it this way. I mean, I hear people yes. say, well, it's always been done this way. Right. And interestingly enough, um, I'm involved, very involved with my church, and one of the things we did a study – church-wide, um, nationwide, mm -hmm. that the most difficult population to change is not old people. It's people in their mid-life, mm. 35 to 55. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you, wh why are we changing it? And the elderly people were like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's have different music. Let's do, you know, mm -hmm. And that, it shocked me yeah. because at that point in time, I was in my, mid, my middle years going, well, that's not right. Yeah. I'm yeah. But when you really think about it, who gets stuck? Mm -hmm. We do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So changing it up, but mm -hmm. you got to make some choices. Um, one of the things that I, I've spent a lot of time talking with people about is what I call kind of a code of conduct. And I read a great book by a guy named Miguel Ruiz, and it was called The Four Agreements. And he says, number one, we need to be impeccable with our word, which basically means speaking with integrity. Mm -hmm. I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. Mm -hmm. I'm honest, I'm straightforward, but I'm careful, 
and I'm gentle in my words when I'm, especially if, if I, it's conflicted. Mm-hmm. Um, again, trying to make sure that you're not hurting other people. So that's his first one. His second one, I love this, don't take things personally. Well, do we live in the land of the offended? <laughs> right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Hear people all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, well, what do you, why did you do that? I didn't do it to intentionally harm you. Mm-hmm. But we take offense and we take things personally. It's yeah. so like, what? His third one is don't make assumptions. Ask the question, what was your intention? What were you trying to do? That's a big one because I think we do that all the time. We just assume. Yeah. We assume. We Abs- assume. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the drama comes from. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're writing, if you want your story to look like a soap opera, there you go. Mm-hmm. There's the formula. Yeah. Um, and then his last one is always do your best. You know, I don't think any of us get up in the day and think, "Who can I harm today?" If it happens, can you apologize? Mm-hmm. Do you apologize? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Apologizing and owning your stuff, mm-hmm. right? Pretty important. Yep. So how can we become an instrument of wisdom to someone else? How about that one? The short answer to that is be quiet and listen. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story to tell. I, When I think back about my life and I think, do I have any regrets? And the one regret that I have is that I didn't ask my grandmothers enough questions. Mm, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it was like, we went to grandma's house and we had pizza and she made me my favorite sauerkraut salad. But I didn't ask her a lot of questions about what was it like, grandma, when you were growing up and mm-hmm. what do you think about now? And I think we all kind of err on the side of not asking questions. Mm-hmm. And especially of older people. I remember my grandmother was in a nursing home her last two years and I went to visit her one day and she said oh Jeannie I'm so glad you're here and I said what's going on grandma she said you're the only one that touches me Mm, gosh I'm like what Mm -hmm. and she said yeah and I I got to thinking about it we don't touch old people I love to hug Mm -hmm. and COVID was terrible right because it's oh don't don't, don't touch me Um, and that's really something that I think we all need mm-hmm. psychologically, emotionally. You know, if you're not a hugger, then maybe just a hand on a shoulder. Yeah. Touch uh, their elbow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've even gotten to the point now where I ask people, is it okay to give you a hug? Mm-hmm. And give people that option. Yeah. Because especially we're, we're still in disease land. Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, eh, just so not have that happen. Yeah. And other people are like, please. Um, I had a really fun experience at church. I was... Uh, I was talking about an older lady. She always brings homemade banana bread. And one day she didn't have it. And I said, well, where's the banana bread? And she said, oh, I didn't make it today. So the next Sunday she brought a banana, two slices of banana bread in a little bag. And she said, this is for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you are so kind. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I was scheduled for a colonoscopy the next day. (laughs) So I couldn't eat it that day. But I said, you know what? I, I sent her a card, a thank you note during the week and I said I got to come home from that wonderful procedure to have that glorious banana bread Mm -hmm. thank you the Mm -hmm. next Sunday she walked up to me she gave me a big hug and she said oh my gosh that made my day and I thought like your banana bread made mine it was Mm -hmm. awesome and Mm -hmm. it was an exchange that was very simple didn't take a lot of effort Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes we err on the side of not doing that enough right right oh 
gosh, good stuff. Um, I think the other thing, too, about the wisdom thing mm-hmm. is practicing assertive behavior. This is a, I've been doing assertiveness stuff all my life, but I ran into a book. It was called The Mouse, the Monster, and Me. And in that book, he talked about it's important that we have four characteristics that we really all need to practice. And number one, he says, if you're going to be assertive, because if, if I say to you, Lisa, tell me what you think an assertive woman looks like. What comes into your head? What's the first thing that pops into your brain? Strong. Speaks your mind. Um, says it not being not aggressive. Okay. Not hurtful. Okay. Truth. And you have a good understanding of assertive because mm-hmm. some people would say, I think they're just kind of crabby and bitchy. Mm. Your definition is right on. Straightforward. Thoughtful. And here are the four characteristics that he says in his book. Thoughtful, friendly, honest, Mm -hmm. and fun to be with. Mm -hmm. I want to hang out with people that are fun to be with. And as I get older, one of the things that I recognize is I really need to choose carefully how I'm spending my time and who I'm spending my time with because that energizes us. And we don't have a lot of stuff left in our bucket Mm -hmm. to keep giving it out Mm -hmm. and not getting something back. That may sound a little selfish, it's also self-preservation mm-hmm. that says how much energy can I expend without refilling that bucket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's an important piece to know about yourself. Mm-hmm. Where are your boundaries? Where are your limits? The ability to say no, I'm not so good at that. You know, Do you want to do a podcast? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> yeah. You want to do, you know, volunteer? Oh, sure. Um, but we need to pay attention because that sometimes drains our energy. And then we're kind of used up. Yeah. And then we... And, you know, and I think, too, for a lot of us, it's hard to say no. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one, you know, because mm-hmm. you feel guilty or I should. Or I, I, I had a friend tell me um, that you shouldn't uh, should on yourself. Don't should on yourself, yep, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So as we um, finish up our conversation here today, Jean, can you give us some, some resources to guide us along the way? And, where, you know, where can we find help if we need it? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing is to not have stigma attached to seeing a counselor. Obviously, that's my bias. I did it for Mm -hmm. lots of years. Um, And when people would get into the therapy, they would say, oh, this is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And not be bothered by, oh, there's something wrong with me. To ask for help, that's a sign of strength, Mm -hmm. not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think read magazines that promote travel and health. Um, Go places that you're not haven't been before, explore new things. Um, join a local senior center or a YMCA. Get in a club. Book clubs. They're f- I'm in three of them. Yeah. And I'm constantly, like, oh, I got to get this book read because yeah. book club's coming up next month. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun to sit around in a, a group of people and listen to other people's perspectives. And I think, boy, I didn't catch that in that mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. And then it even invites you to maybe reread the book to think, how did I miss that? Yeah, Energy, life-giving, um, feeds our spirit. Mm-hmm. And those are things that if we're feeding ourselves that way, we stay strong, we stay on top of stuff, we stay healthy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And you talked, um, we talked a little bit earlier before we were doing the podcast here about... Um, Dash. The dash poem. You what know, is the dash? Um, one of the things that, that I recommend to people is, have you written your own obituary? I mean, that might sound like, what? But we're all headed to the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, we die once. 
we live every day. Mm-hmm. And have you written that out? Do you know what your marching orders in your own head, that mission statement? And one of the things that I found a poem years ago that was written by Linda Ellis, and she called it The Dash. And this is how it goes. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on the tombstone from the beginning to her end. He noted that first came the date of birth, and he spoke the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all of the time that she spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved her know what that little line was truly worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down long enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel, be less quick to anger, show appreciation more, and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Oh, that's a good one. I suppose you can find that online or yes, you something can. like it's that. But Linda Ellis. Linda Ellis. Yep. Well, I think that's certainly uh, some very wise words in that in that poem. Absolutely. So, but thank you so much for joining me today, Jean. This was really uh, uplifting and good information to hear. So thank you so much. You're very welcome, and thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks again to Lisa and to her guest, and thanks to you for joining us for the Journey Ahead podcast, Aging Well in the Chippewa Valley. Volume 1 presents this podcast in partnership with the Aging and Disability Resource Center of Eau Claire County, and it's all made possible by Grace Home Respiratory, and All-Star Elevator and Mobility Solutions. Learn more about this and our other podcasts at volume1.org.